welcome. We started early today. I look like a big, strong rock biter, don't I? But I'm really just a chill homie from the 60s, man. I was into all kinds of bands like The Loving Spoonful. And I don't only like rock biting. I like rock music. Yeah, man. Welcome to the show. There's all kinds of fun stuff we do here on Aristotle Full Throttle. Welcome five days a week at noon Pacific Standard Time. We talk about movies. Me and Aristotle Full Throttle and... Oh, who's this? Hello, Rockbiter. It's me, Batman. Uh, welcome. I also welcome you to the show. We are both caught in the 60s. As you can see, my friend here, the Rockbiter, is 500 million years old. Hey, man. You should never tell a Rockbiter's age. I don't look a day over 450 million. Yes, that being said, Rockbiter, we're going to have an excellent show in store for you today. As you can see, we are flanked by the Jefferson Airplane right behind us to some psychedelic backgrounds. Say, Rockbiter, is that all you do? Bite rocks all day? Well, man, I listen to some Strawberry Alarm Clock and some Inagata DeVita by the Iron Butterfly. Do you like cream, man? I'll take cream in my coffee, especially if it's an Irish coffee. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. My hair's a mess. It's five o'clock somewhere, says Batman, our character Batman on the show. He's got a problem with alcohol dependence. Batman, though, he's very healthy. He keeps healthy. He does, he does a lot of squat thrusts, he says. And, uh, you know, you got to maintain if you're going to fit in that tight suit. The dude wears a tight, fat suit. It's pretty conforming to his figure. You ever notice how, like, old ladies are always like, I gotta keep my figure. I wanna work on my figure. I can't eat another piece of cake because I'm gonna lose my figure. <clears throat> Maybe we should have a, um, an old 1950s lady with, with curlers in her hair. It would just be like my Nana. I remember my Nana had curlers in her hair every night. Very funny. Uh, you know, it's weird because it was like, it was like, at one point, putting curlers in your hair 
was a thing that you had to do to maintain your curls. As you can see, I do that. I definitely do that. I put curlers in my hair. There we go. So my Nana would put curlers in their hair every night. She'd be putting curlers in her hair. And I'm like, it's not the 1960s anymore, not 1950s anymore, Nana. You don't need to be keeping your hair all curled up. Everybody's got their standard of beauty, and mine is very low. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle program. We talk about movies here. And also, we try to we try to bring social awareness around the world through social justice warring. <laughs> I'd like for people to come at me. I'm not like a I'm definitely not a social justice like belligerent like we need to do this now blah I have a sense of humor about it we do need to do those things but when people get all worked up and angry and they get all hyped up and they're like it's really hard to communicate with those people or try to get your ideas across I'm like hey guys stop being transphobic would you like a slice of pie (laughs) so like that's kind of that's kind of my approach to justice, justice social warring. You know, I don't want pe- people going to be like, you're a so- social justice warrior. I hate you. Why are people opposed to it? Tell me this. I get there's some people who are annoying about it, but there are people who are opposed to it. They're like, I don't like the idea of equality. <laughs> and they get mad at people. They're like, I don't want there to be social justice you know they're like usually it's like a straight white dude this is the this is probably part of the problem it's usually a straight white dude who's like i feel totally fine and comfortable in this society the way it is and if it changes i'm afraid of that so please try not to change things too rapidly i will get scared because I am a straight white dude, and I am in the majority, and I am in the privileged class in this country, and uh, and if you change it, it's gonna make me upset. I'm just telling you. And I'm like, chill out, bro. Have a sip of coffee. It's, it's, it's relax. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> this is truth. This is truth. Today, we're talking about teaching. And the learnings of teaching. And the teaching that we do to each other when we try to learn. If we're trying to learn anything, it's definitely from this show. We're going to learn something. Maybe maybe something. Potentially nothing. Probably. Condiland, hey, how are you? Old ladies. That's how I talk with food all the time. But I have to keep eating. I'd like to put some curlers in my hair. I watched a little bit of the Mad Men show, and I thought it was pretty funny. There was an episode, because they would show you all of the blatant sexism and racism of the time. I really couldn't get into Mad Men. What's up, everybody, on Instagram? I couldn't get too into Mad Men, because it was just, like, a bunch of, like... Look, we watch shows that we can identify with generally, right? We try to picture ourselves in the main character. We try to identify with the characters on the screen. That is why we uh, watch things. There's the, and, but the problem is, 
a lot of people who look like me or who maybe look like you are not represented in the films. They're not in the main character. We're like on the side going, hey, we're just going to be over here being the, you know, I'm your brown friend. You do the main thing and I will support you in it. I'll just be over here. I don't have any hopes or dreams of my own because I'm a brown guy in America. And, you know, that's superfluous. We don't need to know what my dreams are. We just want me to act excited to help you and yours. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood cinema. That's why they changed the standards, guys, in the Academy Awards. They're like, okay, you got to at least have like 30%. We're going to force you to hire a black PA. We're going to force you to do it. It's because we have to. How else are people going to be like afforded opportunities I'll tell you, I, like every time I work, I walk onto a movie set. Every time I walk onto a TV set, I'm like usually th th this big, tall, brown guy walking around, and then I'm like, I kind of notice. I only notice it when I notice it. You know what I mean? It, I'm, I only notice it when I'm made to notice it, when it presents itself to me. Like I'll just hang out and be fine with a group of people. But then I'll be like, oh, wait, it depends. The group of people is at a work situation or a social situation. I am only made aware that I look different than most of the people on a movie set, particularly. On a movie set in Hollywood, it's like 90% white people. It's true. I work on a lot of them. Sometimes you'll work on a set where it's a nice mix. Usually that's in New York. <laughs> in New York, it's like a nice mix of people. In LA, I won't say much more than that. But we don't really give the people um, their due. You know what I mean? People get angry at social justice. I, I go, you know what? That's a silly thing to say. You're angry at getting like at equality. People, people are hell bent on going. I don't want you. To have the same thing that I get so easily. You stop. Get you please. Do not, because people think it's a zero sum game. They think that if you get more rights, if that if you get an equal right, if you get equal to them, that they lose somehow. It's not a zero sum game. We all get to get the same equality. It's that's why it's called equality, right, guys? On Instagram. Hey, if you're tuning in on Instagram, speaking of equality, you should, and I implore you, you should, you should not, maybe not, I don't know, whatever you want to do, you can donate to the ACLU. It is an active donation that is available on Instagram currently. I'm going to try to read your uh, text here. Mandalorian, someone's trying to uh, join the call. Should I let them on? Oh, no, no. It's a it's a donation button. I don't know what's going on, guys. It's so crazy over here. You know, it's so nuts. Well, Aristotle, if you need someone to take over at any point, I and my cheese nips will be happy to. I have plenty of dad jokes of my own that I can contribute to the show. 
I can also pour you a bourbon. You guys want to go for a run after this? Maybe a hike through Griffith Park? You see, Batman drinks, but he also works out. Batman, maybe I'll join you for that hike. I don't understand it. How is anyone losing anything? Are people saying darker-skinned people are more skilled and smarter? Is that what they are afraid of? Yeah, Veronica. Maybe they're afraid that, that what happened with basketball and football and all of the sports will happen in society. <laughs> don't let black people play sports, because they'll be really good at it in like basketball depending on the sport guys it depends on the sport there seems to be a very an affinity toward basketball because guess what if you are poor and in an inner city there are local basketball courts that you could access and you could buy a ball for like eight dollars ten dollars fifteen twenty dollars you could get a ball and then you could practice that on your own and people who tend to be in inner cities tend to be minorities and this is why minorities excel at games that they have access to early on in their life. And this is why white people excel at games they have access to early on in their life, like golf. And I was going to say tennis, but Serena Williams is like the GOAT, so. <laughs> Sorry, tennis. <laughs> anyway, welcome, guys. Y'all are having fun. We're having fun here. It's true, though. It's true. It's like when Janet Jackson is eating the thing and then she says, it's true though. That's the gif I'm trying to tell you right now. We listen to some music. We always listen to music. We like music here because, you know, some of us like playing music and being... I'm going to try to use my, my bedroom voice with you. Hello, everybody. This is Aristotle Full Throttle. We're going to get all up on the microphone and talk real nice to you. I got to, like, touch all the things. I got to make sure everything is in place. This is my normal speaky, speaking voice. It's a scarcity mindset, says Jen the Fierce. Yeah, it is true. It's like, don't take up any of these rights that I have, because I don't want you to. Um, yeah, lest anyone think that I th think that black people versus white people are more inclined for certain sports I don't I think that people who have access to a sport or an instrument or a type if they have early access to that at a very young age you can go really far with that um, so there you go that's my theory I don't know it's probably we need some more comments so it starts populating the box. The comments are all up here. Hold on. Guys, just just flood the comments boxes and like the videos. Click on the like button. Share the videos. Do the things. Hit the Twitter heart. Hit the Twitter in the heart. Shoot the Twitter through the heart with your finger arrow. Do this. Please. It helps. You know, the thing, the problem I realized, I've been doing this for six months now, I noticed... I was like, wait a minute, this is like six months of this show. The problem is, I'm not promoting it enough. I'm not asking you to do the things that would help to grow the show. Jen is like doing a hundred times what the average viewer would watch. Jen the Fierce is editing these videos that any watcher would do. That's what I meant to say. She's editing these videos. She's, she's participating. And 
I don't ask that you all do that. That is uh, above and beyond, and very I'm very grateful for that. So if you want to participate, you could just like like the video, share the video, retweet the tweet, like the tweet, sign up, do all of the things. Just push the subscribe button, push the tweet button, tell your friend maybe, tell one friend. If we can all, in ten days, tell seven friends about the show, then we will be as big as Dairy Queen. Thank you. I appreciate you. We can do this together. Um, I really believe that. I really believe that we could, like, get a platform in which there is uh, a voice that we don't normally hear in mass media. We hear so much of these Ben Shapiros and some of these Charlie Kirks. There's, like, a million. They're pressed. They're, like, stamped. There's no one else challenging them. We hear Chris Stuckman and Jerry Johns all day talking about movies. And, uh, you know, the best we got is, like, Andrew, uh, Andre Meadows, who's pretty funny, but it's, uh, Andre Meadows is, you know, there's, there, there, we, need a, we, need, we need a brown guy. Let's, let me be the brown guy who challenges this, the stupid voices of the mainstream. A lot of stupid ones. I'll be your brown guy. That's not my only... That's not my only qualification, by the way. <laughs> it's like the least qualification. I think that this show is way more entertaining than the shows I just mentioned. Way more fun and insightful. I think we touch upon greater things than those shows, in, in fact. But, you know, I happen to be brown, so that would be nice for other people to see that it, there's a guy doing this against and in lieu of those folks. With, you know, I think some kind of sense of, some semblance of rationale. Let's call it that. Guys, today we're talking about teacher movies. Teachers. My mom's a teacher. She taught me well, I hope. I hope the things I learned were all true. I hope that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I hope that that's a true... <laughs> I'm kidding. My mom always taught me that correct thing. When I said, some people when they were young... And I remember this in school. I had a teacher in, like, seventh grade. And the teacher said, hey, remember when you were young and there was thunder and lightning and your parents told you, oh, that's just the angels bowling? I went, no. My mom explained to me that it's building up an electric charge and then releasing that and the sound. And it, she explained that to me. <laughs> she didn't think I was dumb. She didn't say, it's the gods bowling. No, she said, this is what our understanding of what is happening up there is. So we got to take our hat off to teachers who really want you to learn. And I would like to also, is the science candidate. He actually believes in science. We need someone who does. Currently, the administration has a war on science. You can't have a war on science. You gotta just have the science. Allow you gotta look at the science, cross-reference it, peer challenge it, and then abide by what the science predicts. Don't F with science. Now is the part of the show where we make fun of the news. But first Hey everybody, this is the Carl Weathers Predators Weathers Report. And as you could see, there are hurricanes coming. There's like 
14 hurricanes going to hit the coast. But the Predator, the Predator is like the one we got to watch out for. Get out of here, Predator. We don't want to see you around here. Thank you. Thank you, Predator, for leaving. Now listen, if you are in the states that are in line for those hurricanes to land ashore, make sure that you are prepared, that you have a plan, a strategy, if you will, to get to safety. Stock up on things, water. Here's, here's one of my favorite jokes, everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, uh, who should tell this joke, everyone? Uh, let's have the Rockbiter tell you this joke. It's one of my favorites. Hey, Rockbiter, tell him the joke about the boat. Ah. <laughs> Batman. Ah, the joke about the boat. What happened to Batman's? Oh, his nip. Batman disappeared, but his nipples stayed. His bat nips. Okay, this is a joke that goes like this. There's people, and there, there's a storm coming, and then these people come up in a car and they say, Hey, get in the car. There's a storm coming. And the people says, Nah, God will save me. So then the people drive off. Then the storm comes. And the guy who refuses to leave says, No, I'll stay here. God will save me. So then the boat goes away. And then the water rises up to the roof of the house. The guy has to go on the top of his house to avoid the water and drowning. And the helicopter comes along and they say, Get inside the helicopter. And the guy on the top of his roof, a sinking house, says, No, God will save me. So the helicopter flies away. And then the guy dies. He drowns. He drowns because the storm came and took him away and drowned him. And he's in heaven. And God's like, standing there. He's talking to God and he says, hey God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, I sent you a pickup truck. I sent you a boat. I even sent you a helicopter. What's, what's up with, what's up with you, man? Like, seriously. Now you're dead. It's a true story. I remember, I remember that story. It's a true one. It's a true story. Let's make fun of the news. Alright, let's go over to the news and make fun of the news. I gotta come up with a theme song for it. Let's go over to the news and make fun of it, and it's on the news. And what is trending? Let's see what's trending on the news. Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates signing normalization agreements with Israel. Well, look at that. There's peace in the Middle East. Well, look at that. There's peace in the Middle East, and it's all due to Trump. 
peace in the Middle East. You know that guy, <clears throat> that dude, he's crazy. That Israeli president guy, what's his name, Netanyahu? He sure is a, a Netanyahu. He sure is a Yahoo, that guy. He's crazy. We got crazy people running these countries now. But I think the approach now is to be like a dictator. That's the approach, right? Be like, hey, this has worked so many times for other people. Let's try it. What's up, Pyro Too Sick? How you doing on Instagram? If you're on Instagram, you could also you could also support the ACLU because we need our civil liberties. There's a civil American Civil Liberties Union fundraiser going on. Hey, Pyro, come on the show tomorrow. Be on the show tomorrow, Pyro. I'll, I'll hit you up. Pyro's a cool guy. He's an influencer. Let's see. We've got all kinds of news going on. Now there's peace in the Middle East. Aren't you happy about that? Look, we've done it. We've done it. Peace in the Middle East. Let's see what else is trending. Number one, Kanye. Let's go see what's happening in the news. That's the song. Then make fun of it. That's the song. Ready for it? Let's go make fun of the... Let's go see what's happening in the news. And then make fun of it. All day and all day, but just for like 10 minutes. Let's see. All right. Why is Twitter being so silly? I would like to be able to read the words, Twitter. Thank you. Trending. Kanye West's... He's, he po- Kanye posts a video of himself urinating on Grammy Award. Well, it does have like a cup. It has like a... It's a... It's a what do they call that? A, gr- a gramophone machine. And then it's got the cup. It's got the tulip. Right? So you could pee right in there. Good work, Kanye. That is one use for your Grammy. You could pee inside the gramophone. Holocaust. Nearly two-thirds of young Americans do not know that six million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust, study finds. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. You know why? Because people don't like to hear things. They don't like to hear bad news. They don't like to learn about things. They hear stuff like that and they think, uh, let me just forget about that. I actually know people personally and have known people personally who, if you try to just give them any kind of facts, I actually know someone and you know what? I don't care if this gets back to them. But one time I was like, you know, like Charles Darwin. Do you guys know who Charles Darwin is? Let me know if you know who Charles Darwin is. Comment that in the thing. Just say, yes, I know who Charles Darwin is. I'll get back to this story. Do you guys know who Charles Darwin was, is? Anyway, this person didn't know Charles Darwin, and they convinced, they were trying to convince me that most people didn't know who Charles Darwin was. Yes. They were trying to convince me that they didn't know who Charles Darwin was. That that most people didn't know who Charles Darwin was. And I was like, no, that is like common knowledge. And they were like, no, 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 no. That's not common knowledge. And I said, wait a second. I know for a fact that Charles Darwin is like a thing that most people should know. And if they didn't know, and then they were like, well, we didn't learn that in my school. And I'm like, I don't know if you're telling me the truth, if you don't remember who Charles Darwin is or was. But let me just 
say that he's actually on the banknotes in the in London in England. <laughs> Charles, you know who's on the money in England? The Queen of England and Charles Darwin. <laughs> and I'm like, so now I'm getting frustrated and heated. And then they're like, no, most people don't know. Let me ask this person on the street. And they asked a couple people. And like one of the three people knew who Charles Darwin was. And I'm like, listen, I don't know if this is a good sample population. <laughs> but, but they were trying to convince me that most people don't know who that is. And then I looked up most famous scientists of all time on Google. And I was like, let me just look this up. And it's like Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton... Stephen Hawking. Guess who's next? <laughs> Mary Curie. And then Charles Darwin. No, I'm just kidding. Charles Darwin, I think, beat out Mary Curie. But uh, it, it's. I was being gaslit. I was being told that reality was not reality and that because they were upset with the fact that they didn't know who Charles Darwin is, that I should except the fact that most people don't know who Charles Darwin is. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't know who he is. Please don't mention that in mixed company, because you'll just look like a fool. <laughs> Actually, I was like, you can do whatever you want. I just know that most people know who he is. Uh, most people do. It's a fact. Guys, you just all said that you know who Charles Darwin is. I would like to give the Charles Darwin Award to that person. Okay. Yeah, when people don't know surprisingly obvious things, Condyland, that's hilarious. It's a version of Jeopardy where people don't know surprisingly obvious things. Yes. It's surprisingly obvious, like six million Jewish people were murdered during the Holocaust. That is incredibly obvious. At the very least, you should watch Steven Spielberg movies. Schindler's List, anyone? You guys know that one? Also, there was an Armenian gen genocide, and also there was a Tulsa massacre 100 years ago. So, these are things that are, should, be, should be known, widely known. The Turks killed millions of Armenians, like 100 years ago, or 80 years ago or something. And also Bosnia. Guys, there's this. Also in Iran. There's lots of genocides going on. Also, um, Rwanda. Guys, people killing each other because they're just like, I don't like your people. Your kinds of people I don't like, even though we're all just people and we should all just get along. I'm going to make this chat bigger because I noticed that you can't really read it that well um, when I'm on the other platforms so now people can catch up with what I'm actually seeing and read along as if this were actually Romper Room which I would like this to be one day I'd like this to be the adult version of Romper Room I see Condyland I see Jen the Fierce I see V Forte in my magic mirror we're going to talk about teacher movies one of my favorite teacher movies of course is School of Rock School of Rock, perfect movie. There are very few perfect movies, and School of Rock is one of them. Back to the Future 
is another, except for the 1.21 gigawatts. It's gigawatts, Doc Brown. Who are you? Who are you trying to be, Charles Darwin? Charles Darwin. Come on, guys. Charles Darwin is on the money. People know who he is. This is a fact. I thought it was hilarious when that happened. Oh, right. What else is going on? McGrath is... McGrath? Mark McGrath is trending. Mark McGrath. Speaking of Jeopardy. Rock and roll Jeopardy. Mark McGrath. Tubbo. Oculus. What is this? Oculus BS. D-Day. Rasmussen. These are just words. I'm just saying words now. I don't... Redfield. Tim's Ohio State. There's sports going on, guys. You guys like sports? Tell me if you like sports. We'll talk about sports if you like sports. And I'll say, hey, is that the one where they throw the ball and they make a touchdown? Because that seems cool. I like movies, guys. A lot of people don't like to talk about movies and music like I do. What they choose to talk about is sports. Because sports is a thing that plays on the TV. And people don't like to play. I like to play sports. I don't really like to talk about the sports or watch other people play the sports. I would rather play the sport myself. I, I really do enjoy physical activities. I rode a horse. I like sports so much to play them and go hiking and be physical and do that. But a lot of people, they like to watch. I, I enjoy athleticism. A, a fierce display of athleticism is very impressive. However, I talk about movies. I talk about entertainment. These are the things that, that I find a fun pastime. You got a lot of people go, let's watch baseball. You know the one where they stand around for hours at a time? Did you know they actually measured the time that the ball is in play in baseball versus football? And the amount of time that the ball is actually in play, that is being thrown about or hit in baseball, the amount of time is more than in football, whereas football seems like it is a faster-moving game. It seems like there's more action going on. The ball is not in play for the amount of time that it is in a baseball game on average. Isn't that crazy? Baseball just looks like a bunch of guys spitting, scratching their crotch, and, like, spitting. Seems like a fun activity to do. But to watch other guys do that, I'm not... It's not like my bag, man. That's cool if you like that. If you like the stats of the sports, listen, I'll tell you everything about if you want to know about Black Panther. But, you know, if we're talking about like Keith Hernandez and the and the and the Mets, I, you know, I know he's got a mustache. I'll tell you that much. I mustache him a question. One time I saw Howard Johnson, the baseball player. Not the Hotel chain. I'm just scratching a thing. Guys, my podcast is available. It's also available at Anchor. You can subscribe to the podcast. It soon will be up on iTunes and Spotify. You can subscribe to the podcast, which is this very show. Then you can get it on your phone and just listen to it. It'll be theater of the mind. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't even understand who would watch this podcast or listen to this podcast or watch this show. 
I mean, I'm here with my super friends watching you guys, and we're just all laughing amongst ourselves because we're like, why is even this show? Who is this guy? Aristotle full throttle? He seems pretty mellow. I don't understand. Why is he full throttle? Is he throttling things? Is he... Is he... Does he have a throttler? I'll tell you one thing. He's full of gas. Hot air. That guy. Anyway, I'm just gonna keep watching. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. Seems like there's a disco happening over here. Hey, Seth Rogen. I can tell that we're on your giant flat-screen TV at your super friend's lair. And I have to say, I'm quite impressed. Seth Rogen, I'm coming for you. I will destroy you. But first, I will get down to this boogie, 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 and oogie, oogie. I cannot wait to dance, 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 and boogie down, and head a, and cut a rug, and shake my booty, and he, and bang my head, and dance, 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 dance. I love to dance. Uh, nobody knew this about me, but when I trained in the League of Shadows, I was number one in the dance portion of the training. I was the number one dancer. Not many people know this. Batman, you might know this. Bane, are you going to talk about the dance competition you did get a black belt in dance? I only got a yellow belt. This yellow utility belt in dance. Yes, I won. I won all of the dancing. You Not only do you become a ninja and a martial artist in like seven different art forms, you, you become... A, a fabulous dancer. Yes, it's very important to stay on your toes in combat as a dancer. Who wants some whiskey? School of Rock is my favorite. Do you guys remember this one, Stand and Deliver, with Edward James Almost? That was pretty good. He was like this. He did multiplication on his fingers. You know what's the problematic one is the one Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer because, you know, there was a whole trope of white teachers going in. Like Conrack. Did you ever see the movie Conrack? It has, it has um, John Voight, and he's very young. It's like 1971 or something. And John Voight plays a teacher, and he goes into this island in, in the south. And I think it's South Carolina black kids, and Conrack becomes their white savior. Because that's a trope in Hollywood movies. White saviors. Guys, if you're watching and you feel triggered when I say white savior, you know, good. Uh, I don't want to trigger anybody. I want to discuss things. If, if you want to have a dialogue about these things, we can have a dialogue. If you want to be triggering and triggered and if you just want to fight about stuff, then, you know, that's not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to find... We're not going to change each other's minds or influence each other's opinion, which is wholly the point of being in a free speech society, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, my favorite is definitely School of Rock. That's a fun one. You guys, I've been watching Cobra Kai. I finished Cobra Kai. I finished both seasons last night. It's a great show. I really, I really uh, recommend that show because it's so much. It's so much about teacher-student relationships. 
And uh, it reminded me how much the Karate Kid movie is about a mentor and a mentee. I don't like the mentee. Isn't it protege? Why can't we say protege anymore? What happened to the word protege? Why do we say mentor and mentee? There's no mentee. It's mentor and protege. What happened? Do people find French too difficult? (laughs) Kids over in France, two or three years old, already speaking French. I mean, come on. Mentor and protege, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to say mentee just because I can't understand how English works and French works. Good God. What's your feeling on that? My feeling is I have great disdain for it. Veronica says, I'm addicted to Cobra Kai. I can't wait anymore. I want the next season. Me too, Veronica. Right before I went on the air live today, I Googled season three Cobra Kai. I can't wait. Spring 2021. So we got to wait. But it's not going to seem like too long because this year has flown by. This year has been in a bubble. This year doesn't count. This year has been excluded from reality. Guys, let's start 2020 again next year. How about it? Let's just call it 2020. One more time again. Erase this year because this year, I'll tell you, I spent six months in this one location. I've been traveling, though. I did have a wonderful trip to Phoenix, Arizona over the weekend. However, I was reminded that it is Trump country. I saw Trump stands selling Trump t-shirts and people seemed to not want me there. (laughs) They seemed to understand. I was actually in a shop and there was a woman working at the shop who was very angry. She seemed very angry with something. And I heard her playing aloud on her phone. Now, call me paranoid, but I walked in the shop And three minutes later, she's reading, she has her phone read aloud the Wikipedia for Eric Andre. I think she was thinking I was Eric Andre and was trying to do some weird thing. Call me paranoid. But the only thing that backs that up is that when we were leaving the shop, the lady was very rude and angry about things. She seemed very not happy to be... And I was thinking, you work in a shop, you're selling things... You don't really have much room to be racist, do you? <laughs> I feel like, and then we went to another shop and then we got looks and then we left. Because I was just like, I don't really want to go into shops. But I think, here's the thing. When I go into a shop and I feel like there's a racist vibe, I, sh- I just should just hang out there for like three hours. <laughs> this is my strategy for next time. When I look at the people and I'm in, a, in Scottsdale, Arizona or wherever, where it's like super... You could tell that there's a super Trump country. They don't want people who are liberal or freaky looking there. They don't want people who look like me in their town. And it's obvious. I should just hang out. I should kick my feet. I should sit on the couch. And I should be like, you know what? I'm going to take this couch. I'm going to take this couch. Let me wait. Let me sit on it for like two more hours and stare at you behind the counter, looking at me with disdain. I will walk around your shop and I will buy something. You know what I'll do, though? I'll, like, pick ten things to buy and put them on the counter. And right at the last second when they ring me all up, I'll go, you know what? I changed my mind. And I'll just leave. (laughs) I think that's my next strategy. That, you know, as soon as you give me some kind of, like, weird vibe like that, I think the most passive-aggressive thing I could do back to you is patronize you and your shop. Literally. 
Let's see. We have a subtle Trump country in my neighborhood. Yeah, you know, it is Trump country. Listen, you want to vote for Trump. That's your own thing, right? You want to decide maybe it's maybe it is in your best interest to be racist and support a guy who's like really terrible to all other people. Maybe for some reason you find that in your best interest. Cool. But I just hope that you examine your interests <laughs> and, and come to a conclusion that Trump is failing us as a he's failing the United States. He's just a failure, even though he has failed all the way up to the highest office in the land. People that look like him tend to fail all the way upward. So the Aristotle Full Throttle program would like to, to fully feel equality in the United States and in American society by failing up to 1 million subscribers. Guys, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your mom's friends, tell your mom. Like the video. If you guys are watching on Instagram, you can donate to the ACLU. It's wonderful. You could do that to help preserve your American civil liberties. Yep. Cobra Kai. That's a great teacher-student relationship. I was saying protege instead of mentee is like mom calls deviled eggs and crackers at Thanksgiving hors d'oeuvres instead of appetizers. Yeah. Kinda. But I like to say hors d'oeuvres. That's what I say. Who's gonna stop me? French people? French people, I'll tell you, I'm pretty sure the guy who invented French was just trying to clear his throat. Yeah, I'm making fun of a language. What's the language going to do to me? <laughs> come on, language. Come at me, language. With your... And your... Your E-T-T-E's that don't even count. Get out of here with your ex-superfluous letters. French. French sounds, to me... Listen, it's melodious to some people. People love, it's a romance language. People say, oh, French. But I'm going to tell you this. I should have been speaking more French this morning. My throat would be clear. I'm kidding about French, but I'm going to say this. French to me, and hopefully this starts controversy. Because I would like some more controversy on the show that would really elevate the status of this show. <laughs> French sounds like people talking like babies. Alright, I'm kidding. Here's why I'm kidding. Languages that you do not speak sound like gibberish. And babies speak gibberish. So that's, the, that's kind of the joke. The joke is on me. I'm making a joke about myself because I can't understand it. So that's what it sounds like. Italian, same thing. That's me making fun of how a language sounds musically, phonetically. Don't come at me, okay? 
You can at me on Twitter and say French is the greatest language ever. And I won't be able to debate it, but I, I'll just say, Luc Besson, listen, you guys created Luc Besson. I rest my case. just kidding about french guys you you don't have to get so sensitive about french it's fine i know that Ange is in the french quarter french food is delicious it's very buttery they ain't afraid of butter like we are butter and bread and wine they're gonna have i've been to paris greatest one of the greatest cities i've ever been to it is like the sister city of new york city it does sound like baby talk when i do it but you know what? Next time you hear someone speak in French, if you don't speak French, it's got, you're going to laugh. <laughs> One of my favorite things ever. This show is basically Tom Green. The show is the new Tom Green show. I invite Tom Green. Hey, guys. At Tom Green... And I would like to have Tom Green on the show. If you're on Twitter, at Tom Green, and say, Tom Green, be on the show and speak English the way it sounds. Let's see if I can find that. It's actually hilarious. Because what he does is he would go up to uh, French Canadians who don't speak English, and he would, he would say gibberish English things. And they were like, no speak English, no speak English. So they thought he was actually speaking English, but he was just saying gibberish words. There's a really funny... Um, There's a really funny short film that does that, too, where there are these, like, yeah, 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 here it is. How English sounds to non-English speakers, guys. Now I made fun of French, how it sounds to me, who doesn't speak French, but now this is what English sounds to, sounds like, to non-English speakers. Mm-hmm. Did you stop by the call? Yeah, I couldn't find the machine. I played that private man on the wrong front line today. Oh, the raising man with Ash Marine? How come you grade that, Trajan? No, her station is trapped. I mean, why the crest soldier for the Magdalene Nation is further grabbed to my Joseph. Joseph the Magdalene? Magdalene, my shit. <laughs> it's funny to me. It's funny when people who don't speak English just say gibberish English. It sounds awesome. It, it reminds me of uh, when I was in Spain. And there was this dude in Toledo playing the guitar, and he didn't speak English, so he just kept saying the F word and the S word, and he just kept saying the F word and the S word and Coca-Cola. So he'd be like, F you, Emma, Effer. And he'd play guitar, and he'd go, F you, F you, S word, S word, F word, S word, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, Coke, Elvis Presley, Pepsi-Cola, F you. And I was like, this is amazing, because this is what this guy thinks Americans are all about. <laughs> it's true. Aaron Neville singing in French. Thank you. <laughs> That's all the French I know. Ah, Tom Green. Let's find Tom Green speaking. English. What's his name? English Bobby? 
Let's see if he's doing it. When we started carbon, ah, my ears are hurting. Sorry, guys. I get startled when the, the commercials are way louder than everything else in the world. They do that on purpose, though. Watch out. They t- make the commercials louder. Let's see. Let's see if he's speaking. My parents via- Anyway, guys, watch Tom Green's show. It was a great show. It was a, basically a public access show, much like this show is. This is a public access show. It's a private access show. Guys, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Aristotle Full Throttle, and you'll get exclusive rights to the Discord server so you can chat amongst the rest of us on all hours and all days and all nights. When did you go to Spain? Totally jealous. I went to Spain like four or five years ago. It was wonderful. I ate all of the things in Spain. They give you food and you eat it. That's what happens. In Spain, you go a place, go to a place, and you eat. And then you eat some more. And then you eat everything else on top of that. Spain is a delicious country. Eat your way through it. You don't remember when I went to Spain, Veronica? It was great. I was in Spain. I, t- I tied my hair back like a like I was a mariachi or not a mariachi, sorry. A flamenco guitar player cuz everybody has like a ponytail there and you got to like have and you get to play guitar. One of my favorite teachers, speaking of teachers, was my guitar teacher. Um taught me how to play guitar and the bass guitar and uh now to this day i have those as invaluable things who are some of your favorite teachers that you've had throughout your life let me know i would like to know teacher movies there's so many it's problematic though i remember mentioning earlier dangerous minds with with our favorite michelle pfeiffer it's kind of a kind of a problematic movie condi land loves spain at noon is siesta time, and you give the biggest helping of paella ever. Yeah, paella. So good. The funny thing about Spain is there's siesta, the siesta is real. Siesta and fiesta is real. Almuerzo is lunch. You get lunch, that's the biggest meal, you know, and then you don't do nothing from like noon to 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. There's nothing going on. It just shuts down from like 2 p.m. to 6, 8 p.m. Nothing. Dead. You go places and they're like, why are you here? It's siesta, bro. Go home. And I'm like, well, I'm in Spain. I want to have a thing and I want to eat things. And they're like, we don't do this time of day. What are you, some kind of animal? And I'm like, no, I'm American. Feed me paella. Here's a trick, Condiland. If they come out with a paella in less than 45 minutes, it's not real paella. They didn't make it. You got to go to a place that makes it. There's a place called like the Seven Seas in Barcelona. And they make it, uh, make it. It takes 45 minutes though. You got to wait. You got to stir it up in a big pan. You know what I'm saying? Your private classical voice teacher was with her 15 years until she passed. Amazing influence. Teachers are very important in our life. My mom is a teacher and she's a very influential person in my life she taught us well she taught us all the things that you needed to know to or to survive which is what moms should do moms and dads are teachers inherently but sometimes we don't have all that access to our parents because they're busy working and doing something so we got to go to school and have teachers teach us there teachers much like uh, 
Mr. Holland for Mr. Holland's Opus. That speaking of music teachers, that guy, that was a good uh, movie. What did you think about that movie, huh? But the new music. But these kids, you know, they get in the way, and I have a kid, and, and I want a kid who can play music, but he's deaf, and it's like it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Classic. It's got our favorite Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is also in one of my favorite movies called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. What a movie that is, isn't it? You need to live there. I siesta every day. Yeah, Jen, the fierce. Guess what? If you're in Spain and you just got say, go to sleep between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m., you're good. That's right. And then you fiesta. You siesta before the fiesta. That's how it go. That's why they rhyme. Siesta. I am... Um, two minutes left on Instagram. Guys... On Instagram, if you want to donate to the ACLU, continue to do that. Guys out there, there will be a link on Facebook to donate to the ACLU when I get around to it. There's so many things I have to maintain on this show. I have to go through everything and put hashtags and stuff. It's getting... It's growing. Not unlike my face with all the hair coming out. It's garbage day here in L.A., But the most important people in my life are those who have influenced me positively. So let me know who have been the positive influences in your life, who has taught you well, who have taught you great lessons. If you want to tell me here in the chat room right now, or if you want to go on the Discord and drop that in there later, please do. If you're watching the replay of this, if you are a member of my Patreon. Guys, there's, gonna, there's also merchandise if you want to wear an Aristotle Full Throttle shirt. You can do that. There's a link. Aristotle Full Throttle Teespring. Here, let me drop this. Let me drop that link in the thing so that y'all can head over there. You get a mug, you can get a t shirt, you could get. I, I really need to do this more because it's been six months of this show and I have not been doing enough promotion. If you do promotion, from what I hear, oh, I gotta log back in. What happened there? Why you gotta do this? Discord. I mean, good golly, there you are, <laughs> you guys saw my email address, but you didn't see my password, <laughs> guys, welcome back in the chat room. Ah, welcome back, man. How about you buy a t-shirt? I wish I could wear a t-shirt, but I'm too big. Now I would hope that he has limestone available in the Teespring chat room. You guys gotta go to Teespring. Let me try to drop that link again. It'll log me out, maybe. Yep, there it goes. Yeah. That's full-on rad, man. How about that dog? Uh-oh. Well, Rockbiter, I'm gonna get myself an Aristotle Full Throttle t-shirt, and perhaps have his insignia on my chest. You just wait for that. Perhaps tomorrow, 
I'll be wearing an Aristotle Full Throttle t-shirt. Well, blurred words, I'm glad to be an, a, uh, a motivator for you. I really am. I feel like I really do enjoy inspiring people to be their best and do their best and be who they are and be all that they can be. I'm going to steal that back from the army, that catchphrase. Blurred words, get onto the channel. You're going to do it. You're going to be there. You're going to have it just little by little, step by step, and you can make it. You know, I've been doing this every day for six months. Every weekday, five days a week, 12 noon Pacific Standard Time on all the platforms. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't know, what else? MTV. This is also on MTV. And I would like you to realize your potential blurred words. I would like everyone to do what they can to meet to achieve realization full actualization of themselves my window blew open and a truck blew in Batman should wear an Aristotle full throttle t-shirt cover them cheese nips those cheese nips are an essential part of his uh, costume guys I think that uh Oh, Batman, you look very wide. <laughs> what happened? Ah, uh, Aristotle, it seems I have been squashed by Bane's strength. He has squ squashed me under his foot. And as you can see, I need to reach inside my utility belt and find the anti-squash antidote. Help me find that, will you? Wow, Batman, that's weird that you're so squashed like that. Here, let's do this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Your mouth is a, is, a, is a gape. Batman. Thank you for that. I have returned to normal. As you remember from the Batman motion picture, they turned us all to dust. And what we needed to do was just add water to rehydrate. Because Joker had the dehydration gun, remember that? That was kind of silly and stupid. But we turned to dust and now we're back to normal. Thank you, Batman. Oh, wait, who's this? Yeah. Me, hang on a second. Cindy Lauper, I don't like you. Cindy. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I don't like you either. I'm making fun of Cindy Lauper. Hold on, I gotta make a mouth move because Cindy Lauper's got a, a dumb mouth. I don't like Cindy Lauper. We know that already about Cindy Lauper. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is gonna be great. I promise you. Uh, Cindy, where are you, Cindy Lapa? So many. I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah, no, it won't work. Up. Oh. Yeah. 
Hey everyone, sorry, uh, I don't think you should watch this show either because this guy is too much of a white guy. He's a white guy, and I, I would prefer diversity, and this guy isn't diverse enough for me because I'm Cindy Lauper. You, you guys remember the story where I fired Aristotle from the commercial because I said he was a white guy? Yeah, I'm kind of stupid. But I sang songs from the 80s and nobody really likes to work with me because I'm kind of a horrible person. Sorry to burst your bubble, but I'm a horrible person. Cindy Lauper is a horrible person. She was a horrible person to me. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you have to get... Where's Wendy Williams when you need her? How you doing, Wendy Williams? I would like to fire Wendy Williams because I don't think that she's... She's diverse enough. She's not diverse. I prefer diverse. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, I'm confused. You say that you prefer diversity. <laughs> I don't know how if it gets any more diverse than someone who's multi-ethnic. Nah, you're white. You're a white guy. But Cindy Lauper, have you looked at me? I don't know. I would prefer that you just... If you... Next, you know, I have no authority over this, really. Even though you were cast in this commercial, I will fire you in a commercial that has been running for two years now. You would be receiving tens of thousands of dollars in residuals. I cheated you out of that by telling you that I don't want you in this commercial because of my perception of your ethnicity. My perception of your ethnicity is the reason I fired you, which is entirely unconstitutional and illegal. And as a result, you would cheat it out of tens of thousands of dollars. Because I'm Cindy Lauper, and I am a horrible person. <laughs> I'm just gonna like take down Cindy Lauper with the show. That's the controversy, guys. Guess what? I have no problem telling everybody my experience with Cindy Lauper because it, it happened and it's true. And if you don't like me for it, you should not like Cindy Lauper because she affected me in such a way. Um, in a real, tangible way, she had affected my life negatively so I have a personal beef with America's punk sweetheart from the 80s punk pop sweetheart Cindy Lauper my favorite movie used to be vibes with Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum but now I can never watch that film again blurred words I wish I could sue here's what happened they did an investigation Guys, they did an investigation. SAG did an investigation. A third-party investigation. 
to question the people on the production who all witnessed it and question the actors in the production who all witnessed it. As I was leaving, they were like, did she just say what I think she just said? Did she just really do that? That's what like the production and the actors said to me as I was leaving, as I was walking. And then apparently the investigation didn't turn up anything. However, last year I was in a commercial for Ford. Last year, this very last year, and the actor that she replaced me with in the commercial, this dark-skinned guy with long dreadlocks, she replaced me with him. He was a background actor in a commercial in which I was the principal for the Ford commercial. There's a bunch of people running around in the background. And he came up to me. He came up to me <laughs> during that day when we were filming this commercial. This is a year, two years after the Cindy Lauper incident. And he said to me, hey, man, it's me from the Cindy Lauper commercial. I was just telling her, some other girl, how Cindy Lauper fired you because you're too white. <laughs> so apparently it left an impression with other people. However, nobody wanted to fess up to it. This dude came up to me two years later and was like, oh man, I was just telling her about the time Cindy Lauper fired you. People remember. People remember. Yes, Condiland, she kept me from that money. I was basically promised that money after the booking. You know, you never promise the money until it airs and you see yourself on the screen. I never get excited about a commercial I'm in until it airs and I see myself, if I can see my face on the TV, then I'm like, okay, I made it. I made it to the commercial. And then, so there's no guarantee, even when you're booked as a principal. But in the commercial, you see this dude who I just mentioned, who was who replaced me, who I have no beef against. He was just in the situation, too. This dude, you see him prominently in the commercial. <laughs> so there was a really high chance that I would have appeared in the commercial. Yeah, guys, it was insane. It was a weird day. And I have no problem taking on Cindy Lauper with this show. Let's get after her. Let's get after her and her evil ways. She wants to appear as if she's inclusive. She wants to appear that way. However, she will readily fire you if you don't meet her diversity standards, even though she accuses you of being something you're not. Someone was like, I don't like you. You're, you're Asian. And you're, like, Hispanic or Indi like South Asian or European. It would be just like, What? So you're firing me based on your perception of what my race is. That's illegal and unconstitutional, and you should be, you should be fired, Cindy Lauper. I fire you from life. Guys, this has been a wonderful show. It's been a wonderful time. If we've learned anything today, it's to be... It's that French people speak like babies. Also, we learned that you shouldn't turn down help when it is offered. People want to help. That's right, Rockbiter. 
people want to help you. Don't look at it as a handout sometimes, but appreciate that help and offer help where you can help also. There are, there are things you can do to help. You can support the ACLU. You can go to the local soup kitchen. You can donate food. Offer your help with no expectation of reciprocation. Yeah, man. I once offered a dinosaur some help and that was like 65 million years ago and I still feel good about it even though the dinosaurs all died and they never ever offered me help back. But that don't matter because helping others is the most you can do. And also, providing knowledge, inspiring others, helping someone understand something better is the greatest gift you can give to someone. Yeah, man. Like, I, I don't understand your cheese nips. Never mind that, Rockbiter. Why don't you and I go get some hooch? Are you talking about some suds? Yeah. Good old-fashioned Belgian beer. A blue moon, if you will. Sounds good. I'll order 40,000 of them. I'm giant. I can wash down this limestone with it. Everybody, thank you for joining the Aristotle Full Throttle Program. I see clear skies in your future. I see love and affection all around. And maybe a quick punch to the face, but a love punch. Look, my fists are padded. They're padded with love. And I will punch you in the heart all day long. This has been the Carl Weathers Weather Report. It's going to be 91 degrees. to admit this show was kind of really 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 inspiring in the sense that i'm inspired never to watch this again <laughs> i mean the show's terrible i i, I don't understand why anybody watches it i, <laughs> I mean i'm I'm watching the disc, the Batman disco channel or something. Guys, uh, it's crazy. It's like me and my super friends were just hanging out and uh, smoking weed and watching these guys dance around. It's kind of stupid. Um, anyway, subscribe. I guess. I guess I, if you wanna subscribe. Thank you guys for joining me. I've had a wonderful time with you. Blurred words, keep on trucking. Angie, do what you can. Condyland, be best. <laughs> v Forte, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make this show happen. It's already happening. You and me and this army of ridiculousness. Thank you, Jen, for editing the shows. Thank you, Jake, for providing supplies for the shows. 
and y'all can go check out the t-shirts and get a mug and get a t-shirt and that would help support the show and it would also help you look fine and dandy and dapper I'm Aristotle Full Throttle, your bro with the fro and I'll see you tomorrow